You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Tori Sampson podcast coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. We almost got a blizzard last week. The snow's sort of diminishing now. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm joined across the table from me by my good friend. Hello. Oh, Andrew. Andrew Genelosi. And to my right, Joey. Joey Noe, the man of the hour, the man of the century, even. Right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you like that compliment? Yes, I do. Uh, Andy's a good dude. He's fixing Joey's microphone cable right now. Thank ridiculous. you. Uh, it is ridiculous. I don't know why he couldn't have noticed, but no, it's fine. I, I didn't notice. Uh, guys, welcome to the program. I am in a little bit of a weird mood today. I My computer uh, crashed last night. No. Which is, yeah, uh, yeah, I want to just scream. My girlfriend actually <laughs> told me today that she's like, was something going on last night? I was like, yeah, my computer crashed. And she's like, oh, I heard you do that like silent scream. <laughs> I did one of those like, ah, like by myself, but it was like three in the morning. And I was really yeah. pissed off. <laughs> uh, extremely frustrating. I'm hoping it'll get fixed. If any of the Samsonites out there have any uh, like computer knowledge, uh, get in touch with me. Yeah, the only thing we have here is Joe's fast clicking, and that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, Joe Harari is famous for uh, fast clicking his way to success. Which <laughs> is, <laughs> or failure. Or whatever. failure. Yeah. Um, Always works. He says it always works. Always I don't. Uh, I don't agree with him. Listen, guys, <laughs> we have a really good show uh, planned for today. Off the bat, I just want to say I want to give a quick shout out to somebody that emailed us. This kid Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Uh, I don't want to get into his whole story, but I do want to say that he's going through a rough time right now. He sent an email and he said that he really li- likes listening to the podcast and it kind of like helps him uh, distract him from kind of what's going on in his everyday. Yep. So uh, that's amazing for us to hear from someone about something like that. So Bryce, we're thinking about you, buddy. I hope everything's going well and, uh, you know, keep listening cause we're going to keep doing this. So, yep. Um, also I want to say I got, we got some mixed feedback because last week we were talking about the, we were talking about football a little bit. We we're talking about deflate game, oh, right, like right, Connor right. McGregor and things like that. Yep. Got a little bit of mixed feedback about our sports talk. Some people really like it. Okay. We got some comments that they enjoy it. We also got a comment, Joey. I don't know. This might affect you. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that they don't like when we talk about sports at all, and especially because it cuts into Joey segments. Yeah, that's a Noe light. Uh, that, is a, that is a, I guess that's a Noe light. Yeah. Not a Noe light. A no, Noe light. A Noe light. Uh, so, okay, well, listen, I hear you. We are going to get into the Super Bowl a little bit at the end of the episode. Go ahead. Can I just bring up one thing? Can yeah, your female yeah. fans be Noe lights and the male fans be Noe ites? Yeah, that's we great. Do that? okay, yeah, that's cool. great. That's right, very yeah. cute. It's uh, like Natty and Natty light. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to get into the Super Bowl a little bit at the end of this episode because we'll, we'll, you know we obviously are going to have to. And the big UFC uh, fight this weekend is Anderson Silva, the return of the spider after his brutal uh, leg injury. He's going to face one of my favorite fighters, Nick Diaz. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they're fighting each other. But it's going to be a one for the ages. This is a big great. fight for you and me. Like yeah, both of our uh, oh, like yeah. two of our you know all time favorites. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very squaring off. Um, so we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Also, we're going to get into something that we mentioned last week. I got an email from uh, this guy Alex. Hey, okay. Alex, what's up, buddy? He was saying he really enjoys the podcast, oh, and he great. also wanted to get our opinions about Clint Eastwood. He he 
sent an email. He was giving his opinions about it. And so obviously we were talking about American Sniper last week. Uh, so it's perfect timing. So we can segue into that a little bit later in the episode. We have a couple of things to get to before we get to the big American Sniper Chris Kyle uh, debate argument. Because Andy, I think you said that he's like as a, a personal hero of yours, Chris Kyle. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't want to say person. Well, no, maybe that is it. I I very much respect him for what he had to do, and okay. I th- I uh-huh. think. Again, I know it's not the most popular opinion, and we won't go into it. Well, I think it it is more popular than it is not popular. Well, we won't go into it right now, but I just, I'm very thankful that there was somebody as skilled and and just like mentally able to do what he had to do, because somebody has to do it for us to stay safe. All right. Well, we're going to get, okay, fair enough. We're going to get into this uh, in a little bit. We have two, I have two quick things to get into. And you know what? For the young lady that was disappointed that Joey didn't have a segment early on, well, guess what? We're going to start the episode with a quick Joey uh, segment because this relates to him. McDonald's, uh-huh. you had a problem with that commercial last yes, week. Yes, I did. McDonald's just announced last week that their profits have plunged 15%. And I got to credit your scathing response to their commercial for that drop. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud, and let's uh, let's keep on taking it to them by not buying them. <laughs> okay, their sales are down seven percent, which I would assume five at least five percent of that is the bump from this show. Oh, absolutely. Saying five, that five and show, a half, uh, easy. E- easy, right? Profits are down fifteen percent, and their income is down to only four point seven billion. So they're really oh, hurting God. right now. Isn't that crazy that they they're down fifteen percent and they're still well over four <laughs> billion dollars? Like. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. But anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up. Keep your eye on that. Joey, great job. Thank you. You tackled the giant. You're David. They're Goliath. <laughs> and you, you took them on. Uh, That's very right. true. Right. I look at Joey as that like a little uh, little underdog hero. Yeah, always. Of course. Um, another thing I wanted to get into really quickly before we get into the American sniper thing is that uh, there's a new attorney general nominee, this woman, Loretta Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, who Obama nominated. And she came out and she said that she opposes weed legalization. Uh, Not another one. Uh. Let me read her quote real quick and then we get into it. She says, I do not support legalization of marijuana. It's not the position of the Department of Justice currently to support the legalization, nor would it be uh, the position should I become confirmed as attorney general. She also said that the DOJ, the Department of Justice, is looking at the availability of edible products, quote, and the risk of those products falling into the hands of children and causing great (laughs) harm there. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's so fucking irritating, especially when we brought up the guy last week with with his kid, you know, the cannabis oil and all that shit. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I, I just, I can't, it's almost to the point where I can't have the argument anymore. Right. Because it's just like people who, people like this who don't get it, will they will never try to understand it and they're just going to uphold their viewpoint and that's all it's going to be. Yeah, it's frustrating because I don't know. Like, it's always hard to tell when you got somebody, first of all, trying to be confirmed in front of the Senate. So that means Republicans are going to have to vote for them. So they can't really have these, like, outlandish, quote, controversial True. positions. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell when you got a politician because they might just be saying it based on polling data. Oh, if still half the country doesn't think it should be legal, why would I yeah. make this grandstand? Also, you have to figure if they decriminalize or legalize marijuana nationally, the DEA is going to take a big hit. They're going to lose people. They're going to lose funding, blah, blah, blah. So that's That's sort of bureaucratic bullshit. But on top of that, it's really irritating because clearly the data and a lot of research now that's coming out shows that marijuana is fine and pleased with the, oh, the kids are going to eat 
uh, pot brownies, are they? They can eat pot brownies now. Like, Chew Chain said it best last week. I don't know if y'all know this, but you can get marijuana whether it's legal or not. Right. Great point, Two Chains. But what about yeah. the kids? What if my kid goes to school with a ton of hash brownies, fill them out in total chaos, erupts in the classroom? Yeah, it's Everybody not, falls asleep? Yeah, it, exactly right. The kids are going to fall asleep. It's not likely. It's not going to kill them. It's not possible. I mean, there would be kids dying all the time. Now, Nancy Grace showed it in that clip last week. Those kids are getting, they're smoking weed. They didn't die. They're just, you know, it's probably not good for their brain chemistry and their development. But like, I'm not, I'm not advocating for children to be getting high all the time. But like saying you're going to try to, uh, you're not going to legalize and you're going to look into edibles because, oh, the children. It's such a, such a tired argument that yeah, I'm sick it of It really hearing, is. You know, yeah. it's really annoying. So that's irritating that, that this person would be getting the highest you know, position in, in the government to, to affect change here. And she's just not going to. So that's pretty frustrating. So we'll keep an eye on that, whether she gets confirmed or not. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. What? Uh, that she's there to make changes, but she's not going to. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. Right. I mean, she, she has the ability, maybe, maybe she's not necessarily there to make changes, but but she is there to do what is just, you know what I mean? And, and clearly keeping, Something that is not harmful and also, like we've talked about, is beneficial, illegal, when clearly the will of the people is to legalize it. Uh, You know, it's very frustrating. But anyway, so that's something I just wanted to bring up. Joe, you got any final thoughts on that? Andy, any thoughts? Um, I'm good on that one. Yeah, no. I think I'm okay. (laughs) You all right? (laughs) Um, But I'm in favor of legalization (laughs) if that's not coming through clearly. uh, Yeah, well, that's pretty clear to me. Uh, Oh, let me ask you this, because obviously we end the episode, and that was another thing. uh, Alex, the the kid that emailed in, said he loves your picks for songs at the end of the episodes, which Uh, is really great. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm really happy to hear everybody. uh, Well, not everybody. This kid likes the music (laughs) I'm picking. Right, we just assume all. Yeah, we assume all, but um, yeah, I've uh, music's been a very important part of my life for a very long time, and I'm always happy to share new music and new artists with new friends. Absolutely. Do you have a? What is your pick for this week? Have you? Have you thought about it or? Um, no, because I like to kind of do them on the fly like this, which is how I listen to music on my iPod and stuff like that. So right. or phone. Um, but yeah, I'll pick a song and I will announce it in about 10 minutes. Oh, so everybody stay tuned for that. Set yeah. your clocks. Andrew, may I ask you a question? Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. My deposition. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> gotcha. where do you go to find new music? Where? Um, you know what I do is um, whenever I'm very into a band like Tom Petty, Neil mm-hmm. Young, whoever, I watch um, I watch interviews on them or like just read articles about them, and I find out who they liked, and okay. then I and I mm. work my way back. The best way to to find new music and to find music you're gonna love is listen listen to the artists you yeah. love and that, find the artists they love and keep going back and that, that's, that's such awesome. that's such great advice for any kind of artistic thing you could do it, it with comics it is you, you can, can do, do it with, with anything p- painting a- anything it's really really a great work your great way advice. work your way back and then you have a very full catalog you know what i mean like yep. you you get it yeah no doubt about it important. no that, that's that's a great that's great advice um oh speaking of tom petty by the way this is just off the cuff did you see this situation with him and uh, sam smith no Tom Petty is going to get 12.5% of all money that Sam Smith makes off of his song, Stay With Me. Because Who's Sam Smith? Sam Smith. Stay. Oh, God. Oh, did you hear my voice? It cracked. I was going to oh, say, no. stay with me. You don't know that song? No. He's a singer. Hey, he's a very popular singer. He's got a couple is of- Is he like, like a new guy? 
He's fairly new. Okay, let me. I can't believe my voice cracked like that, Joe. That was so embarrassing. (laughs) But uh, uh, actually, to to bring it back to another (laughs) comment, somebody did make a comment that or a tweet that they liked when you sang a song and me and Joey had to figure out what it was. (laughs) Somebody tweeted that to us. Oh, and you know what? I think that was my friend Danny. Actually, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, What's up, Dan? Quick shout out to Danny. He's uh, he's going back and listening to the episodes. He said he he liked doesn't know what happened around christmas he just stopped listening for some reason okay hmm. and now he's going back and listening so he's tweeting us about like back episodes yeah like, it's like, funny oh. it's pretty funny so yeah. thank you for listening danny yeah, i appreciate you, dan. it oh yeah no i got it here apparently tom petty says no hard feelings these things happen yeah the, the song uh won't back down or i won't back down apparently to me it doesn't sound a lot like stay with me mm-hmm. but yeah he's gonna get 12.5 percent of all the money that he makes off that song. Now. Wow. So is it like the same stro- uh, strokes it's, or strums it, it's or something? It's probably or? very similar in structure and melody, I'm guessing. And uh, the funny thing is like Nirvana um, smells like teen spirit. Yeah. More than a feeling with the lyrics changed. Is it really? Huh. Yeah, it is. I guess I'd have to hear it for me to like really. It's hard for me to like it think is, of it. But, but yeah. just play the. If you guys want to, uh, yeah, Nirvana and um, Boston, uh, more than a feeling. Nirvana's smells like Teen Spirit. Interesting. Play them hmm. next to each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the say. Well, whatever. Yeah, if you didn't really hear about it, then forget it. But the but yeah, the Tom Petty thing. I, I don't know. It doesn't to me. It doesn't sound like it. But I guess I don't really have that type of ear for it. So. Well, you know, he went through a huge legal battle with uh, with MCA. Where they, when he signed his first deal, they he they made him sign the contract, basically saying, "Sign this, or you're not going to be able to record your album." So he uh, signed it, and they took all his publishing in it. He didn't have an attorney, and so they do that. That's like classic music business shit. Though. Yeah, yeah, but he really laid the groundwork for people to be able to take their songs back. Nobody had ever done this before, and he oh, fought them tooth and nail. And it's it's very cool. Uh, if you ever like want to read about the story, it, okay. was, it was big for musicians. All right, well, so there you go. It's just interesting to me because he like is saying, "Oh, there's no hard feelings," but he is also like, "But, but I'll take but I want that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm taking it. So <laughs> I don't know. I got to look into it a little more. But I was just throwing it out there. Uh, all right, so we're like 15 minutes in. I think we should get into this American Sniper thing. I, for those of you that don't know, there's been a bit of a controversy as of late with uh, American Sniper. It's been nominated for a bunch of awards. And people are saying it's a great movie. I watched it. Joey watched it. Andy, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So we've all seen it. So we're speaking from a position of, I saw the movie. Here's my thoughts about it. I, I wrote thoughts immediately after I watched it. So I, I'm going to read those because I just have those written down. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't take notes while I was watching it. That's so. fine. I do have notes. Joey has some notes on it. Just a little background. The movie American Sniper, directed by Clint Eastwood, it was based on a book written by the real American Sniper, Chris Kyle. The Devil of Ramadi. The Devil of Ramadi, is that right? Yeah, it's a cool nickname. He's the deadliest sniper in U.S. history. And um, the movie has made at least $200 million so far. It's extremely popular, whether it's because people like to just see Americans kick the shit out of other people or because of the controversy or a combination of both. That's what's been happening. Now, part of the controversy that was stirred up is by Michael Moore, who I Mm -hmm. will say, the documentarian and, you know, personality. I will say this. I like Michael Moore's movies. As a person, I find him kind of irritating. I think he's tries to find the limelight when possible, and he, he's kind of a bitch, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> like, And I agree with his, his movie. I like what he's saying in his movies. I like his message. I like his point of view. As far as that's concerned, when it comes to other stuff, I don't really need him to be a personality out yeah. there. It just doesn't. It's not necessary. 
Michael Moore tweeted a bunch of things about American Sniper, and I'm going to read those tweets right now because it also sparked Dean Cain, who we'll get into. Oh, in awesome. Dean responding. Kane? Yeah, Dean Cain. So Michael Moore tweeted, uh, my uncle killed by Sniper in World War II. We were taught snipers were cowards. We'll shoot you in the back. Snipers aren't heroes, and invaders are worse. So kind of oh. inflammatory. We can get into that in a minute. But... Dean Kane uh, responded to that with disparage Chris Kyle to my face. We'll see who was a coward. And then Seth Rogen also tweeted, uh, which this one to me seems innocuous. I don't think he's saying like, oh, it's a terrible movie, whatever. He tweeted, American Sniper kind of reminds me of the movie that's showing in the third act of Inglorious Bastards, which if you don't remember that, it was like the pride of the Nazis or whatever. I forget what the movie was called, but it's like the snipers up in the bell tower just picking off oh, okay. uh, yeah. you know, allied soldiers, which I don't actually agree with the comparison. Now that I've watched the movie, I, I don't think that's truly what the movie reminded me of. I, I wouldn't make that comparison. But Dean Cain <laughs> responded to Seth Rogen and he said, Seth, I like your films, but right now I want to kick your ass. Chris is an American hero, period. Go to war. Then we'll talk. Which, fine. Oh. Dean Cain oh, and, <laughs> and Chris Kyle became friends. They were both on the show uh, Stars Earn Stripes, which I guess was a reality show. On oh, okay. They yeah. didn't watch it, but they became close and blah, blah, blah. I will say this real quick in response to Dean Cain. What war was Dean Cain in? Was this before or after a $10 million Bigfoot bounty? Was that? No, it was before. He wasn't at war. Dean yeah, Cain was never was. in the military. No, he was not. I looked into it. Grenada. No. Wasn't that like 10 hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, Vietnam? He, Grenada. Uh, yeah. He, Dean Cain was not at war. His dad was, but he was not. Okay. So... Don't tell other people to go to war when you haven't been to war. It's such a bullshit no. I response. yeah, and I don't I hate that. I yeah, I don't like that response either. And and that's a big argument for a lot of people who I guess are on my side of it. Of yeah. like Chris is a hero, but yeah, you can't say that if you haven't been yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Well, and I will say this: I wouldn't necessarily say that I don't. <sighs> I have complicated feelings about it because I don't. I don't really look at any. I don't know. I I don't want to say something that I'm gonna like want to take back. I don't. I don't necessarily look at him as a hero, quote hero. But I don't look at him as like, you know, he was like he was doing his job essentially. Yeah. Like he was there, and I know we make that argument all the time where it's like just following orders. But but he was doing what was necessary for him at the time in the situation he was in. And I'm gonna get into other aspects of the Iraq War, and we can get into all that mm-hmm. shit. But like he was just he was doing what he should have been doing essentially at the time. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the argument I I make is that if he wasn't <laughs> if he wasn't there doing it, somebody else would have made and and granted probably not with the precision and the skill that he was doing it with because I dr- I do truly believe I mean there's evidence to support it. He was not a one in a million sniper, but he was very 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 highly skilled. Yes. Like he like he's in the record books and it's just if he if he wasn't there to do what he was doing, more U.S. soldiers would have died. That's like that's the plain fact. And and I again might not. I try to support the military as much as possible. I don't always I don't always support what we're doing in certain countries. Right. But to me, and again, this goes back to that just following orders thing. That's not a decision that Chris Kyle made. He didn't decide to be in to start that war to start the invasion. Right. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just there doing what needed to be done. Yeah, I mean, and I, to your point. 
Right. It, there a lot, I feel like a lot of people say, I support the military, God bless the military. And yeah, those people are going through something that no, not a lot of other people in the world are going through. And, it's certainly and are going through States. it so we don't have to go through it. Yes. And on top of that, right, to your point, though, you don't have to support the war. You, you can say, you know, but I respect the courage that these people have and what they're doing. To me, though, another aspect of it, by supporting the troops, you should speak out against unnecessary wars and putting sure. them in harm's way when they shouldn't be there, which is the focal point of this movie, the Iraq War, yep. which they shouldn't have been there. That's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, let me, Joe, do you have any quick thoughts on it? Yeah, go uh, ahead. Yes, I, I just want to say that I want to personally thank him for serving oh, his country. On, what are you doing? <laughs> Such an ass kiss. All right. Well, he's dead, so say a prayer. Yeah. He is dead. Yeah, I know he's dead, but you didn't have to say it like that. Oh, why? Because it was spoilers? No, because of the way he was fucking murdered. (laughs) Well, okay, well, we're going to Well, we're going to get into that. So, okay, so thank you. Yes, thank you for your. Okay. I I, I just want to acknowledge all the troops. Thank all the troops for their service. Yes. Uh, It is a thankless job, oftentimes, even though people pay lip service to we support the troops, but it's. They're there, and it's very difficult circumstances. And. I don't think we should even be in most of these conflicts. I think it's totally unnecessary. So I feel awful for these guys that have to keep going back over and over and over again and PTSD, which we're going to get into in a minute. But, you know. Well, yeah, which is a horrific, horrific part of it. But also the thing is, is I, I like that people do thank the troops and do support them mm-hmm. because if they didn't sign up to go there, the three of us would be over there after a fucking draft. So... Like, that's just always something to keep in the back of your mind. Yeah, or maybe, or maybe they don't bring the draft back and then we can't go to these stupid, pointless wars. You think you know? that you think that would I, I be really the option? Well, I we don't, don't think that's the it, way but, they would go. But anyway, I have feelings about the like the mili- the way the broadly the military's run and things like that, but whatever. So, all right, so I wrote, I watched the movie, I wrote down a couple of thoughts. I'm gonna, can I, I'm gonna go through some of these things that I wrote down and we can kind of discuss them as we go because I think it, it's part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, did, did you, oh, hold on, just yeah. did you go to the theater to watch it? No. I didn't either. I feel bad about that. Did I don't you? feel bad. Uh, okay. The Academy sent me a uh, <laughs> DVD. Oh, you Joe got a, a member of the Academy. Okay, great. Yeah. I forgot all the guilds you were in. Uh, yeah, so I did, I did watch them. But anyway, so these are my thoughts. Immediately after watching the movie, this is how I felt about it. I wrote, the response from the left wing is ridiculous. I don't take umbrage with the language or what the characters are saying in the movie because people took offense to that they were calling the Iraqi savages and things like that. That's probably realistic. Okay? I think that's very I would realistic. assume that that is actually the language they're using. So I don't take umbrage to that. That is probably what they were saying. Do I think that the Iraqis are savages? No. But if I'm in that situation, maybe I have a different point of view and I'm going to use language that's not PC. If you, know? you just think about, I mean, the closest thing to think about that that we could relate to is think about sports. You played sports growing up. You played mm-hmm. sports yep. growing up. Think about how you talked on the bench. Absolutely. During oh, yeah. a game. Yeah, during the, the game, think about how you talked on the bench. I imagine, talk. exactly. I imagine it's amplified by a hundred yeah, when, uh, when you're in a war. Right. When uh, people you're friends with are getting killed and whatever. Yeah. When, yeah, when you just saw your friend so, take a bullet through the eye. We will get into later, though. Well, whatever. We'll get into we, it later. Yeah, okay. So. I will say this, though. The writing of this movie was awful. Okay, the dialogue, I just didn't care for it. 
And there was no emotional depth, like the flashback scene of his dad telling him he's there's sheep, wolves, shepherds in the world. It's just gross. And Joey knows I fucking we took film together. Yeah. I've shot some short films. I fucking hate establishing depth or or whatever through flashbacks. flashbacks. That fucking drives me crazy. So like I'm one hundred percent in agreement yeah, with you. So so but let's not pretend like that's the other thing. People are getting upset when you criticize the movie. No, you can criticize the movie. It's not a great movie. Okay. His story take what you will from it but like the movie itself is not great all right people who love this movie are ridiculous too because it's here's why and this is what we were talking about a minute ago it's glorifying a fuck up it was a failure of u.s foreign policy it was an overreaction a blunder a boondoggle of epic proportions resulting in ungodly losses of blood and treasure make no mistake we should not have gone to iraq period Okay, and the movie and its supporters of the movie largely defend it by saying Chris Kyle and the military men over there were protecting America. Okay, but despite their best intentions, because I'm not taking it away from the soldiers being there and their role, they were not protecting us per se because Iraq wasn't a fucking threat. Afghanistan was possibly a threat Mm -hmm. and Pakistan apparently really was because that's where bin Laden was. But to me, going to Iraq, Iraq was actually not threatening us. And I will say this. The movie feeds into kind of this narrative because at one point, Chris Kyle in the movie says people are on their cell phones, living their simplistic lives. Meanwhile, there's a war going on. No one's talking about it on the news. Uh, yeah, people were talking about the war on the news after 9-11. There was extensive coverage about the war and the war was being covered. The plight of the soldiers after or when they come home and their their problem was not being maybe covered. wasn't being covered, still isn't being covered and not being treated fairly. Fine. That's a different argument. Good. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I think that's more what he was speaking to was the fact that... Well, and again, this is dialogue. I, I, again, like, dialogue so. not in the movie. I will also agree with you there. I liked the I liked how the movie was shot. I did too. Aside, I didn't the way it was shot. Aside from the flashback scenes, I don't care for those either. No, but now, the look of it was fine. The look of it was fine. Uh, some great shots in it, I would even argue. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't like how... Um, or I'm sorry, I thought he was speaking to more that there is, they're not being helped when they get home. And I think that was just more of a blanket statement he made to kind of encompass everything of they're not right. getting taken care of. And maybe he did feel they weren't, it wasn't getting everyday news coverage. And again, you can see. But it was. But, yeah. it, it was, but, you know, it also lasted how long? Well, I mean, what going, year are we in? Yeah, yeah, 15? Yeah, yeah it's 15 uh, 14, years yeah. Right, you know. yeah. Um, so again, it's not going to get repeat coverage. You know that from being home. Like, that's right. their everyday life, but that's not our everyday life. You can't cover that. You know, you can't cover the war every single day and ignore other things going on. Right. So, you know, I think... Whatever. Yeah, no, I get your point. Yeah. Um, the Well, and to that point, I do think it's criminal the way that when... Most of the homeless people in this country are veterans. Oh, absolutely. People that we, again... What frustrates me is that I'm not mad at the troops. It's, it's, not, it's not who I'm mad at. I get mad at the people that rah-rah the troops, but then will not say, yeah, we need them to be... T-. Well, they'll, they'll say, yeah, we need to be taken care of, but they're not being taken care of, and they're not worried about that. They're just into the guns of it, the fucking, yeah, we get our balls out, we're at war. Yeah. But they're not worried about the soldiers when they come back and they have PTSD, or they're getting their limbs blown off, or their brains are fucked up. Like That's the true reality of war, so stop rah rahing we need to go attack russia we need to attack this and that when the reality is you're really damaging the people that you supposedly support above all else you know that's the problem well i think that's a very good point and the fact that it's almost like 
when they're there, when they're in Iraq or in these foreign war zones, we support the shit out of them. Right. But once they're home, it's like, oh, okay, they're home. They're good. Yeah, yeah. But and they're like, not, no, no, no not. they are the furthest thing from good. Uh, absolutely. And and in the movie, and this is the thing I think that's unfairly people on the left are not acknowledging, they do address PTSD. He's suffering clearly in the movie from PTSD. Um but I will say this, though, they they made him get over it pretty easily in the movie. He ends up just, if you haven't seen the movie, he comes back, he's done, he, whatever, I don't have to get to the whole plot of it, he's back for good. And he's obviously having a hard time readjusting, and he's not talking to his wife, and he's pay, not paying attention to his kids. And he goes and he, to a VA hospital, which is good, which is a positive thing that he did. And he's, he's hanging out with some of the guys that were injured and he's teaching them how to be snipers. He's like mm-hmm. showing them how to shoot and they're on the range and fine. That's, that's great. He gets over the PTSD immediately after he does that, which I think is disingenuous. It's not an easy thing to get over. And this, a lot of the soldiers are put on medicines that they're addicted to and it becomes a huge problem. They become drug addicts and whatever. So yeah, that was unrealistic. I felt like the way that they just made him get over it in five minutes. But. Right, I didn't like that either, especially when you have when you have read about his his personal story, not the actor, the real right. story. Mm-hmm. He wasn't over it up until no. the time he died. Right, and, and he was uh, killed. But, he was killed by a soldier that he was working with. That he, is the- yes, and but that's what I did like is that that's what Chris Kyle was involved in when he got home. He would take other PTSD-suffering mm-hmm. soldiers, take them to the shooting range, and help them get readjusted with hearing gunfire, hearing not even just gunfire, just loud noises in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Fireworks on the 4th of July can be a huge problem for soldiers with PTSD. Sure, which is a fucking like a tragic sh- for these guys. It yeah. is. It, that's horrible. That's right. supposed to be a day that's like partially celebrating them, and they can't even be around it. And... You know, let's not go into that. But anyway, yeah. like I did like how they portrayed that, that he was trying to help other veterans once he got home. Yeah, which is a legitimate thing to do. Good job. There was one scene in the movie that I could understand why some people might find it um, controversial. Okay. When he's, uh, I think it's the second or third tour, he's over there and they're in the guy's house trying to yeah. catch the guy and they're all having dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. And the guy well, happens. Me, they're, they're in it. They're in it. And there's well, good. There's another thing that I'll get and, to. Go. And, and the guy happens to pick up the Quran, and when he, when in, in the movie, when the um, guy sees that, then he, I guess, he thinks, well, maybe there's something else in the house. So he goes and he finds the guns. Yeah, a cache of weapons. A cache of weapons. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, right. I mean, there's things like that in the movie, which. You know, rightfully so. It's that that's kind of there should maybe be a little bit of a backlash against that. It's like you're you're portraying most people in Iraq as a problem when I don't think that's the case. Uh, uh, just fanatical Muslims, and I I don't think that's right. And that's not what was going on in Iraq, and especially at the time when he was there, which I think is that's the biggest problem it, to me is that you're portraying a thing that we shouldn't have been doing to begin with as a necessity, which it wasn't. Right. You know? It's it's interesting to me that you brought up that scene. That's that was a good way of looking into it, and like mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it was just, uh, that's interesting. See, because the other thing I feel about a lot of time too is. This is one man's view. Well, it's a collaboration, but it's Clint Eastwood's view story on this one military soldier. Yep. So the fact that everyone's going this bonkers over it, to me, seems a little bit odd. But then again, it's making a lot of noise, right. it's making money. But, and I think a lot, uh, uh, not to, you know, shit on Clint Eastwood at all. I'm, uh, I, from what I've read, he did do a lot of research and talk to mm-hmm. a lot of people before, you know, while, 
starting to make this movie. Yeah. So I, I guess it couldn't strictly be ruled as just one account of it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I also at the end, like once we get through just kind of these notes I took on it, they, there's an article called Seven Heinous Lies American Sniper is Telling America. And it's things that Chris Kyle has been called into question about things that he said were true that it turns out were not true. I think Clint Eastwood actually portrays him in a better light than maybe the person himself actually is. Like, Most I think likely. the story in the movie is a softened look at the guy and get, makes him maybe more human than mm-hmm. he was, but we can get into that well, in a minute. I, th- I think it has to be, right? Uh, y- yes and no. But I we- mean, just as far as like when you're making a movie, just the delicacy of making a movie about a sniper who a lot of people before the movie was made considered a hero because maybe they didn't know that much about him. Right. But to make a movie about a guy that a lot of people consider a hero and cast him in a very negative light, I think that would have been a very, you know, even more controversial thing right. to do, maybe. Right. Well, and I, I this is like one of the end notes that I took. I wrote, if you want people to treat the person, Chris Kyle, as a hero and his story as sacrosanct, then don't make a movie. Make a documentary. Mm. Because movies have characters and characters can be critiqued and movies can be critiqued and you're going to gloss over some shit because it's a character. You can't possibly tell the whole story. So if you really want people to not, uh, if you want people to get the real vision of the person, make a documentary. You make a movie to glorify something or or whatever. mm, You don't have to, but this movie does glorify the guy and glorifies kind of the military in general. And you know what's sad about that is that, and the reason... The reason it probably was made a feature film and not a documentary is the money. That's no, no the doubt about, about of it. Of course, absolutely right. And that's that the, there was the option. I'm sure. To right. I'm sure somebody somebody's going to make a documentary, don't, documentary now. Why don't we make mm-hmm. a documentary about it? Right. But the lure of having Bradley Cooper play Chris Kyle in this big fucking rah rah movie for yep. the military, like there's no way that is not going to succeed. No doubt about it. And the other thing that's interesting about it. Uh, one second, John. Yeah. I just want to make this point real quick. The in a documentary, you have to get permission from the military to get certain mm-hmm. information, whatever, which they might not have gotten. When you make a big movie like this involving the military and soldiers, where do you think you get all the equipment that you're going to shoot with, the, mm. the tanks, all this crap? You're getting it from the military, so you sort of have to... No, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the mm-hmm. equipment and they get a lot surplus of, lots and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but they, it's surplus lots. Yeah, but the, it's the army surplus. You have to go through yeah, okay, the military true. to get this equipment. So you're In Connecticut, you can buy army trucks at a pawn shop. Oh, okay. Like Ooh, legit, like deuce and a half well, army we trucks. Get one. We should get one. Okay. They have five of them. They haven't sold them in like years. So we let's go. We'll paint it yellow. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, what? Like... Or red, whatever. Why yellow? I like like uh, like almost orangey yellow. It's like one of my favorite colors. Okay, yeah, that would be very cool. Okay, <laughs> like a Hummer, but it'll be a tank. Right. Uh, in any event, so you have to get permission from mm-hmm. the military to do a lot of this stuff. So you're sort of going to be beholden then to treat the military in a very more reverent light than maybe you even would want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and you're when you're constantly working with them, leading up to it, and gathering information from a lot of friends of his. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course, right. You're there's, not a, gonna... there's a way you're going to make that movie. Of mm-hmm. course. Right. I just want to give a shout out to Bradley Cooper. Uh-huh. And mention he got so big that he couldn't even hold a real baby. 
<laughs> yeah, that stupid scene where he's holding a fake. It's so obviously a fake baby. It is. It's ridiculous. But Bradley I Cooper love Bradley the- Cooper. Oh, I love I'm him glad too. you do too. I do too. He was good in the movie. He's I, th- the I have no problem man. with his performance. And I loved him in like Silver Linings Play, but I like him in everything. The guy's a great actor. Well, really it was like just him. a very. And A Team. You can't forget that also. Oh, um, sure. Guys, I just want to point out that I'm all the way back from Alias Days. So eat yeah. that. Oh, okay. Went Hot American Summer. He plays gay in that. Oh, plays it great. It's so good. Give me a chub. <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, no, it's just so great. The reason this movie was such a big deal for me was it was like, if we want to get gay about things, it was like <laughs> Chris Kyle, Bradley Cooper pushed into one fucking thing in a movie made by Clint Eastwood about right. the army, dude. I, I oh, was yeah, I mean, the movie is like the ultimate fucking... The ultimate gay off for me. Yeah, the ultimate boner uh, award movie. It's, yeah. it's everything. I mean, and that's the thing. It, it, it is really appeals to the most you know base level of america you know american culture why i couldn't watch it in the theater man there were loads everywhere (laughs) no that's so sticky you just slipped on the walk yeah (laughs) Uh, again like the snow globe um all right so i just have a couple of quick more quick thoughts about it that i wrote this is maybe where it goes off the rails a little bit i said if you're looking at this shit objectively in the movie the americans the soldiers kind of come across as assholes to me because we were the ones that invaded a country under the wrong circumstances and just set up shop inside people's houses. Like Joey Mm -hmm. was referencing the scene. They just break into this Iraqi dude's apartment and they're like, we're going to be here for a couple of days. So fucking deal with it. They got gunpoint. Everybody's at gunpoint. Like that's terrifying. And if people did that to us, we would not be okay with that. We would have a no quarter law. Yo, right. Well, okay, well there you go. But that's different though, because that's your own soldiers can't stay in your house. If there was an invading army here and they broke what was into the, your what house was the guns. opposite one called? It wasn't no quarter. What was the other one where you couldn't let British? No, that that's here? absolutely right. Oh yeah, but that's the same idea, right? That's it is. It, I don't know the exact name for the opposing right. army though. Yeah. there was a law for that too. What the fuck was the name? We learned about it in like fourth. Grade. I don't know. I think you might be right. No quarter. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, let me see. I got off the track a little bit. Oh, the only here's the other thing. The only mm. reason our troops were getting killed, yep, is because we were there. Right. If we're not in Iraq, our soldiers can't get killed. Sure. Iraqi soldiers are not coming to America to kill us. And in the movie, there's a line where he goes, you want them to come to San Diego or New York? They're not coming to San Diego or New York. The Iraqis were just not. That's ridiculous. That's a silly thing. But I think a lot of people that probably like the movie just... They're like, yeah, fuck yeah. We don't want them here, but they weren't. No, the but the amount of fucking here. F-18s we have all yeah, around just, America, there was no way anything was getting no. close to the United States. No, so that's silly to, to say that. Um, you know, I, I just totally disagree with that. I was going to make another point about that. Fuck, what was my point? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, whatever. So I made my point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It slipped my mind. But anyway, meanwhile... On top of that, thanks to the new torture report, we know that the United States committed some of the most grisly, atrocious crimes that could possibly be committed on human beings. And in the movie, there's a character called the Butcher, okay, Mm. who I guess was a real person in Iraq who would attack people with a drill. Yeah. We'd fucking drill people in the hand or in the head, whatever. We did similar... So that's a bad person. I'm not saying that that's good. That person should get killed. Fine. But we did similar or worse things to people that had nothing to do with it. And, you know, it's pretty bad. So when they said the butcher, I was expecting Daniel Day Lewis. And <laughs> I was kind of bummed out. The, that would be awesome. Yeah. Guess that would have been like, if you wanted to make that movie explode, <laughs> would be him coming out. It's dressed like he was in Gangs of New York. Who holds sway over the five points? Yeah. <laughs> whap, whap, with a cleaver, whatever. Fucking Rabbits. great movie. I love Gangs of New York. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, oh, I remembered my point. Yeah. Okay. So about the fact that our soldiers wouldn't be getting killed 
if they weren't in Iraq, you brought up the point. Chris Kyle's doing his job. He's protecting American soldiers. Yes, he is. He's not. I didn't say he was protecting the American people. No, I said no, he was protecting the soldiers, the soldiers that he was there with. Yes. The ones where he was taking a shot to the left because his soldier on the right was about to be fucking right. over, was about to be murdered by like six other people. Yes. He definitely did protect them. No no question about it. He and he was a fucking them. beast with. Yes, the, he was great at yeah. it. Yeah. Mm hmm. He shouldn't have even have been in that situation, though. That's mm -mm, the thing. Mm -mm. Like, none of them should have been there. It's great that he's getting this notoriety, I guess, for being very proficient at his job, which regardless of whether you think it's positive or negative, he was great at it. Mm -hmm. But it'd be better if we didn't know who Chris Kyle was at all because he didn't have to be there killing people. You know, like, yeah. he just shouldn't have to have happened at all. That, that was all my point. No, but the Barrett 50 Cal is like the baddest gun ever. I don't know. I cannot speak to that. I have no idea. You can't? Oh, no. Dude, they're like eight grand, but so help me God, one day when I'm <laughs> older, I will have one of them. They're like... <laughs> The length of this table, probably more, but they're they're the coolest thing ever. Like, okay, all right, I'll take your word for it. Th there was actually another uh, scene in the movie that I really uh, caught your attention. Caught my attention was when he shot the guy who had the bazooka, and the kid walks over to it, bazooka, uh -huh. and he picks it up, and he goes. Put put the gun down. Uh, no, well, put it okay. Down, well, put look, it down. because you know you're just assuming that people saw the movie. There's a scene. There's like his fourth tour of duty. He's very frazzled at this point, understandably, no doubt about it. There's like he's looking through his scope. Oh. He's watching uh, this guy, a, a Iraqi, whatever. I'm assuming an insurgent at this point shoots him dead. He's holding like a, a, a missile, you know, a surface to air missile that he's got. Who? Okay, say this again. Who does the insurgent shoot? He doesn't shoot anybody. I'm, right. I'm sorry. Okay. Chris Kyle shoots the insurgent, but the insurgent's like looking off like he's going to launch this missile. Okay, yes. he doesn't. Chris Kyle shoots him. A kid comes out and picks up the bazooka, and now Chris Kyle's looking, and he's like to himself, kind of like muttering like, fuck, like put that down, like put it down, because I'm going to have to kill this kid, blah, 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 which I don't know. Does he have to kill the kid? Possibly he does. The kid puts the gun puts down, down, and he, he's like, like sigh of relief I don't have to fucking shoot this kid I said fucking a lot last week I gotta try to stop I've been doing that like as a a pacing thing is it from me blah, blah, blah. no me I was doing no I said is it from me though no 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 you've, Yo, you've been great about time. it you haven't done it at all <laughs> I, I picked it up for some reason yeah. anyway what was your point about that you were just saying that was I, it was a it, to me that was a great scene because it, you you have this in terms of the movie this guy who's been through all this shit yeah and is hoping that the kid's not gonna pick up the gun and I thought maybe held on a little bit too long before he took the shot. Showed too much restraint, you're saying? Too much restraint. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure that again, that kid's not going to be able to launch that. It's going to throw him back. But, or, you know, but no, but the kid very well could have. And as we all know, kids are used in that. Kids yes. were used in that war a lot. Mm, maybe not that war, but right. I, I hear not you. a lot, you don't think? I think more in, maybe I, in Afghanistan than they okay, were in Okay, more Iraq, in Afghanistan. Okay, I, I meant the entire Middle East conflict. See, but that's the thing. Like, that's no, the, I know. an you important can't, distinction that has yeah, to be made. Okay. But I, I know, it was just an honest mistake. I know what you're saying. Um, but right, kids definitely were involved. But then I think when people are making the argument of the snipers in the bell tower indiscriminately picking people off, and granted, I know they were soldiers, but I don't think they would have made the distinction between a soldier and a child at that point. And so the fact that, you know, you're trying to portray him as some sociopath, which, and I'm sure, to a degree, being a sniper in that conflict, there there's a little bit of that. You have to, you have to think... With the amount of PTSD you have, and just you just have to detach yourself. 
and it, to begin with, yes. just to do that job, I th- I thought that was a really positive thing that they mm-hmm. didn't try to make him look like this fucking monster that they very well could have in that one scene. And that scene would have been a big deal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, and now we might as well wrap up with this. These are some of the lies that have people have come out and been like, this is not true. So let's just go through those really quickly because I think it's important if you were going to have an honest conversation about American Sniper, we had to bring it up mm-hmm. and then you make your own opinion. You go watch it. I'm not upset that the movie's out. Good. If people want to go watch it, that's fine. I'm glad people want to go you know, watch it. And I hope Chris Kyle's wife, which I, I heard she is, she's getting some kickback from this yeah, movie. Yeah, well, she, she definitely should be. Yeah. Um, all right, so the film suggests that the Iraq war was in response to 9-11. We've gone through this. It wasn't. Obviously, that was... Well, it was. The Iraq war was in response to 9-11. However, there's no reason that we should have gone to Iraq, but we've detailed this in depth. We've mm-hmm. gone into this already. Okay. The film invents a terrorist sniper who works for multiple opposing factions. During the movie... Mustafa. There's this guy, Mustafa, who's a, basically the, his doppelganger in Iraq. He's his other... He's his counterpart in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, this guy who, if you're watching the movie objectively, he's you should feel pride for that guy, too, because mm-hmm. he was doing a good job he's he's defending his, his people. Right. So don't you know, that's the thing I think a lot of people would look at and go, oh, well, he killed the bad guy. Is Mustafa really a bad guy? No, he's no. Chris Kyle. Yeah, he's just Iraq. a wacky Chris yeah. Kyle. They invented this guy. OK, so he's he's not real. Oh, OK. So oh, then, you didn't know that? I had no idea. Yeah, no, he's not real. Right. Uh-huh. He's a he's mentioned in a single paragraph in Kyle's book, but the movie blows him up into this mythical villain figure. Is, well of course but, the name and everything and the fact that yeah. he's his doppelganger like that's oh, that's right. a huge angle on the movie right okay joe did you have something to say about that or? yeah I, I actually knew very little about it's my thought about chris at all actually well that's the thing i don't think a lot of people do and and the problem with making again making a movie as opposed to a documentary is that you're gonna smooth the edges of somebody that you I'm not bringing this stuff up to say he's not a hero. He didn't do this stuff. Some of it he didn't. We're going to get into. But like to have, I think it's important to have the full picture of a person, regardless of whether you're for him or against him. I feel that way about everybody. Everybody has Kanye West, right? I love Kanye West. I think he's great. You can also acknowledge that he does some dickish things sometimes, mm-hmm. and he has an ego and things like that. You know? Have you seen the picture of him eating an ice cream cone? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! It is the most amazing thing. It's like a pick stitch of like two pictures, right. and it's just one of like he's like sitting in a car. It's a paparazzi photo, uh-huh. and it's just like him like taking a bite of an ice cream cone and then just like smiling after <laughs> like. And it's uh, the captions like Kanye West so has never been more content and happy in his life, and it's just like for a dude who always make a, sure the yeah. paparazzi sees him angry and, right, right, right. and as an oppressed black man no he's just like so happy in this picture really, and you're really just funny. like yes uh to your point but, actually weird oh god one other thing is i i just wanted to mention you said you didn't know a lot about chris mm-hmm. kyle i don't want to come across as i'm just now like singing this dude's praises because no, the no. movie came out I have been talking about this dude to like my friends since like 2011. Yeah, well, no, no, absolutely, it does. It doesn't. Come I watched like the show today, on him yeah. once, and like I was like, oh, I got to read this guy's book. Like right. I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. You got involved in a story to the, yeah. the the Kanye thing really quickly. I know we got off the track a little bit. He uh, he actually just came out and said why, explained why he doesn't smile in pictures. He goes, when you look back at like old time paintings and things like that, no, none of them were ever smiling. Yeah. He's like, so I look at his like. That type of thing. He's giving Although, homage. Silly Kanye. They had to stand there for hours so they couldn't smile. Right, but he's but art, fine. though. Yeah, I, I love Kanye. But he's art. Like, that's his point. Oh, absolutely. Like, yes. It, yeah. 
It's historic. <laughs> Did you see? You saw the rant he went on with Sway, where he's like, "I am Nike." Google, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like you, you can't separate that from the guy that's making the great music. The same way you can't separate kind of the dickish shit that maybe Chris Kyle did from the extraordinary stuff that he did. It's, but it's that just, shit wasn't Ralph, though. <laughs> uh, let's let's not get off the. We can talk yeah, about Kanye. Okay, let's sorry, not get off sorry. the track. It's fine. I love you, Kanye West. The film portrays Chris Kyle as tormented by his actions, which I think is the crux of why people get upset he like i said i don't have a problem with the language in the movie i think it's probably realistic however in the book he refers to iraqis as savages and he says that he wished he could kill more of them and he says i love what i did i still do if circumstances were different if my family didn't need me i'd be back in a heartbeat i'm not lying or exaggerating to say it was fun i had the time of my life being a seal and he also said on conan he goes he doesn't shoot people with Qurans. he'd like to but i don't so that's a different vision of the guy that's presented in the movie and that's something to take into account to me that's an asshole thing to say. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But just I mean, one thing, one thing I can say is this isn't what he, he wasn't making those statements throughout his time in the military. He was making those statements when he got back home. Sure. And yeah. that's the only point I want to nope, make. No, it's a fair point. Right. Okay. You didn't go through his experience. So yeah, the same way John McCain was tortured by the right, Vietnamese right. and then he later made a statement. He called them gooks, yeah. which is a racial term. Okay, yeah, he probably shouldn't do that, but he got tortured by them, so I can understand why he might have a problem right. with them. And by the same token, you'd understand why people in the Middle East might have a problem with the United States after we torture them. Sure. And we break into their houses and we kill their family members. Okay, let's look at it objectively. Let's not be one-sided and rah-rah America about everything. Well, that's that's the biggest problem. Yes, is that the is the problem. Factor. Right, That's the problem. The real Chris Kyle made up a story about killing of dozens of people in post-Katrina New Orleans. He, he said he went to New Orleans yeah. and shot looters and different people didn't happen and they did not mention that in the movie fine i understand it's a two-hour movie right that wouldn't have fit but Uh, that was a very weird thing very strange yeah so okay so i might call into question some of the other shit Mm -hmm. the real chris kyle fabricated a story about killing two men who tried to carjack him in texas didn't happen yeah Okay, they, there's no evidence to, to to prove that that existed. So wait, so w- would you knock that up to like the PTSD then? Mm, I can't knock that up to PTSD, no. Because if he's sane enough, or because I don't want to say odd. they're insane, but like if he's right-minded enough to be able to write a book and go on these TV appearances and do all this other shit, you know, he's... You can't just say, oh, he has PTSD, so but, he's just making shit up. But you don't think that there's... I mean, he definitely... He didn't finalize the book himself. It was written with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, but he was there. I would, He was there. Okay, the, the only thing is, is I don't know how he wrote the book. I don't know if he was actually he writing was it out himself. It, I, bet, I think he know? was dictating right. stories to a co-author. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, you could chalk it up a little bit to that. Uh, to a, little a little bit to that. Translation. And, sure. and, and maybe just... Um, and I guess, I guess what I mean by that is if he was just dictating it, that doesn't necessarily mean he was sane enough to write a book. I don't mm, know. I okay. I read a lot about him. I heard he was relatively in check. Obviously, he was doing these classes with other veterans at the shooting ranges and stuff. Right. But maybe, and I don't know, just maybe he was having trouble because of all these, I imagine, repressed memories that maybe things weren't, so clear anymore towards the end mm-hmm. possibly and and that's the other thing i think that we need to bring up is he died very young he was 38 right? so yes 
So we didn't necessarily see the possibly very drastic changes the evolution that were happening. of a man over time. Exactly. Sure, yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's so, definitely valid. Uh, um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, v- valid. Now I just want to finish up with these two last points. And again, but I will say this: the from the movie and then now reading the stuff about him, I get the impression that he's the kind of guy that was probably trying to build a legend like he's called legend in the movie he's trying to create his own legend a little bit you i know think I mean? he was very so that plays I, into this stuff yeah and i think that goes back to maybe feeling not uh not validated by uh mm. by other people by the media yep. sure i think that goes back to him being like look i did four tours i'm the most lethal sniper in u.s history i've had to kill more people than anybody else ever had I would really like you guys to appreciate me a little bit sure. more. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's that's reasonable, too. Chris Kyle was successfully sued for lying about the former governor of Minnesota. He claims that they got into a fight, him and Jesse Ventura, at a bar where Ventura... This, was, I heard, was real. This is... he. Well, Chris Kyle lost $1.8 million. I, I know he did, but I heard this was actually a real story. Well, I, okay. Well, the, based on the lawsuit he lost, he was saying that... Jesse Ventura, essentially, without getting into the whole thing, was like talking shit about the seals or something, even though Jesse Ventura is a seal. Yeah. Yeah. So he can say whatever the fuck he wants, basically. Like, if you're a seal, you can say what you want about the seals. Uh, But no, not among them. That's not true. No, but you can, because if you are one, you should be able to say what you want. But not among seals. There's a thing. You could say it at your own risk. You might risk getting punched. Sure, sure. But I think that's just down to the respect factor of there's a code amongst them of, listen, man, you can be unhappy, but don't be out there, especially if you're now a public figure. Don't be out there bad mouthing it. Well, talk to uh, whoever you want. They were in a talk private situation. They were in a bar. Yeah, they were talking yeah, to but, each other. Yeah. Right. Okay. But the fact that, like, but he didn't just say that to Chris. He had been he had been very vocal. About right. Well, Jesse his... Ventura is a douche too. I mean, so right. had a I don't huge like back. I don't love Jesse Ventura yeah, in any event. So Chris got lost that suit that but he, i heard that really happened that's all i'm saying it from like have, different from different sides of each camp chris okay. and jesse whatever all right so that's so there's some controversy with that and finally chris kyle's family claimed he donated his book proceeds to veterans charity but he kept most of the profits he, oh. he donated around two percent fifty two thousand dollars to the charities and he pocketed three million dollars so that's dangerous. that goes back to what we're talking about where even a guy like this who was in the military and has respect for the veterans to an extent only that, gives two percent. Yeah, you you yeah. should take care of your fellow soldiers. Whatever. I'm not a soldier. I don't know. I wasn't in his head. I don't know. Maybe he had an inclination. He was going to be killed and wanted to set up something for his wife and kid. Like two. Um, uh, but have any, a question, but, but so so anyway. So that's uh-huh. the that's basically what we had to get into. I think that's an important thing to talk about. There's been a lot of bullshit talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think we covered all sides of it. I think that was a fair conversation because I've listened to people talk about it, and I think we honestly. Did a very nice job having that conversation. I really, did. I, I was I very happy it. with the way that went. Yeah, yeah. that was a great conversation. Nice. Gotcha. Um, in the movie, they just said that he he died trying to help a veteran. Do you know the whole story behind that yes. or what actually happened? Okay, uh, so what happened was he was at, and I don't have the the guy's name in front of me, the man who killed him. So I apologize for that. I can look it up. But I know the whole story because I've read it a number of times. What happened was he was doing one of his PTSD classes with a soldier who had just come back. 
And um, they, and they gloss over this in the movie, by the way. They, they do. They show they him were, like leaving with the guy, and then it cuts to a screen. And they're like, he got killed. Yeah, which is they're, they're, which is horrible. Okay, yeah. so they're at the shooting range. Uh, mm-hmm. I think about only a couple miles from Chris's house in Texas. It was Chad Littlefield was the guy. Yeah, Chad Littlefield. Um, oh no 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 no! I apologize. Him and Chad Littlefield were killed by Eddie Ray Routh. Eddie Ray Routh. Huh, okay. Three names. Yeah. Well, that's how we do it. Assassination. Assassination. It, Assassins have three names. Bring, That's how we do it. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what happened was they were doing one of the classes at the shooting range. They were firing guns. And apparently, just almost out of nowhere, uh, give me his name again. Uh, Eddie Ray Routh. Eddie Ray Routh. Apparently, just out of nowhere, picked up the gun and turned it on Chris and the other uh, soldier who Chad was there. Littlefield. Chad Littlefield. Just like that. Just picked up Just like that. Him. Just picked it up. Jesus but Christ. apparently, this was like 25 minutes in, so it didn't happen right away. Huh. Or 25, 30 minutes in, so that can make the argument with all, it was a PTSD flashback. No, what? they had been firing guns for quite a while before the attack happened. He could snap, though, right? I mean, that that I could chalk up more to PTSD than lying about, you know. Okay, but Sure. But so then he gets into, so he shoots uh, Chris and the other soldier, mm-hmm. then takes Chris's keys, gets into his Ford F-350 truck, The it's a big dually truck, okay. takes it out, gets into a chase with police, because I believe, if I'm remembering this right, he called the police. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that he I don't did know. and said there was a shooting, like, because he was apparently so frazzled mentally. Yeah. But then, yeah, he gets into a police chase. It, uh, it, they end up catching him. Like they goes for like I think forty five minutes an hour, and they end up catching him. And I believe he is. Um, he's in jail, right? They didn't kill him. No, they didn't. But huh. he's. Um, there was something about him coming out in the news. Uh, that I think I don't know. They're investigating it more, but to me, it sounds very much. This sounded like a very government operated thing <laughs> conspiracy i hate to say it but the second i read it the first time i read it i read it like f- probably 40 times just to get all the details hmm. sounds suspicious it doesn't yeah, make does much sense to me. well i did want to bring i'm glad you said that i mean i don't know i don't know enough about it but th- i i i wanted to bring up pat tillman who was yes. a guy yeah who yes. to me like to me that guy is the real deal. He was a football player. For those of you who don't know, he's a football player. He gave player, up the contract. Gave for up his Chiefs, contract, yeah. went to, to pr- fight for the country after 9-11, and then became very disillusioned with what was going on in the war and tried to speak out about it and got killed by friendly fire under very suspicious circumstances. Please, I beg you, watch the Tillman story. It's a phenomenal yeah, yeah. documentary about the guy who was a great guy, great family, all this, and probably got killed by his country for trying to speak out against the ills of this war that we shouldn't have been in to begin with. So that's that's a whole other story, but that guy's a hero as well. Look into his story. Watch the Pat Tillman documentary. Yeah. I just think there's something suspicious to me about... But why? But why why, why, why is it think? suspicious? Just because well, of... Why would they want him dead? Because of the fact that he was becoming an author... And he was writing about a lot of his experiences there. We weren't necessarily, I know it was in 2012, that wasn't that long ago, but we weren't necessarily at a point where we were done with the war. And we're we're, never going to be done. We're probably still not done with it now, but I think there's a a little more relaxed attitude towards it. But anyway, I just think that he could have been seen as a liability 
especially with uh, having credibility issues about right. the stories coming sure. out. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, could be making up well, stories. Well, he is a PR or he could be very guy, yeah. Exactly, yeah, right. or he could be very much telling the truth. Which is even thing. more of a problem, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know about that, but... Just the whole possible. story seems so suspicious. that, And apparently, Eddie Ray Routh was was not that... I don't want to say not that bad. I, I didn't know the man personally. But apparently, this was from his family and from people who had been with him since he'd been home. This was very out of character for hmm, him. Okay. And the fact, also the fact that this was... 30 to 45 minutes into their session the fact that he would just all of a sudden somehow snap and not shoot just one person but the other one but too. shoot two right especially after he shot the first one you have to imagine i don't know who was shot first they couldn't determine it be, because it was so quick but you have to imagine after he shot one w the other one was like hey man like this like we're friends yeah, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, and yeah. you know what i mean like he might snap back you, out of it uh, right? maybe yeah, and I don't know. probably not but just the fact that it happened like that 30 40 45 minutes into the session is very suspicious to me and how he went on this chase afterward like why why was that necessary yeah. i don't know it's just yeah all no i hear strange. you i mean right I, I hear what you're saying well listen it, it, i'd love to get feedback from people about this conversation what we talked about and if you have any information or any thoughts about what andy's talking about that'd be yeah, great too um so yeah I, that, this was really a great conversation i'm glad and you know what guys if you liked this conversation and like you see people talking about this online or whatever link to this podcast like i i, I we would re love it we'd really yeah, appreciate yeah, it absolutely and, you know, I, I think we gave it a fair shake, and I think we touched on, um, you know, on, on all the points of it. So I, I think that was uh, a good conversation. So, oh, yeah, I'm thank you guys. Done. I think that was great. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm done. I mean, that was shit. We're at an hour already. We have we have more time though. We're good. Yeah. Um, I'm done. Like I mentioned, my computer crashed. So I, I lost a bunch of my topics. Oh, I'm very, I'm very sad, boys. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm done, and I think you guys have some stuff you want to bring up, and we'll get into the Super Bowl and. Uh, UFC uh, down the road. So that was a away, voice we've children. never heard before. I'm very sad. Yeah. Boys. It's like a Transylvanian, I don't know, what, a Transylvanian <laughs> gay butler. Dr Dracula crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to think of a title for this episode too. Shit. Okay. Um, I want it to be Joey. Go ahead. Okay. So the first topic I have is: Did you know that there was this website that it was about revenge porn? I this, did, yes. Okay. So I the, did, I've, I'm aware of the concept of revenge porn. Okay. Yes. So Craig Britton uh -huh. would have people send him nudes of other women in videos and such. Right. Not only that, but the people would also send names, phone numbers, and a link to their Facebook account. Well, that's fucked. That's fucked up right there. Okay. That takes it too far. So he, I mean, it's all probably too far. I mean... It's a little bit of a gray area, I guess, but it's not fair to the women, obviously. Yeah. So he has all this information, <laughs> and he had a website. Uh, various uh, places tried not to report on the name of the website, but I got through it. Do you want to give any guess to the name of the website? Where they would post the revenge porn? Yes. Cheatingbitch.com. <laughs> nope. Uh, naughty, naughty, Snapchat.net. Okay. <laughs> no? Uh, it's been confirmed through my resources that should not be named. Is anybody down? Was the name of the anybody website. down? Yeah, like oh, to bang this. I assume. Okay. So, Did we discuss this in the pre-show meeting that we were going to talk about this topic? 
What? Joey's talking about revenge porn. Revenge Andy went to the porn. bathroom real quick. Oh, revenge porn. Yes. Okay. So this guy. No, has we a, didn't talk about. We it. did not, right? No, no. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> he has the website. Joey's set okay up with it. That we didn't say fine. God. <laughs> and it turns out that he had two other websites known as Takedown Lawyer and Takedown Hammer, okay. where people were paying him two hundred dollars, and he was posing as a lawyer. Oh, that's funny. Taking down his own f- nude photos and video. Wow. So this guy's a real nut. So let me get this straight if I understand it was right. Was it Chris Kyle? Yeah. No, it was not Chris <laughs> Kyle. Uh, so this guy would- I'm so very sorry. You're him. Yes, I I'm send him. you revent- nude photos of my girlfriend, yes. whatever. You put it on your website. Yes. Then you want it taken down because somebody gets mad. Your girlfriend wants it taken yeah, down. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So he- then poses as a lawyer for yes. the girlfriend and takes the photos off his own website for a fee. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Ah, wild. Wow. You know what? I'm. This guy's great. Ah, this guy's a, <laughs> ah money maker. Now, does anyone? <laughs> Wish I could have thought of that first. <laughs> now, <does> Real entrepreneur. <laughs> That's lunch. All right, good. Now, does anyone want to take a guess how much money he made from Poison just as the lawyer? Three point three million dollars. No, not that much. Okay. Um, how? Think about this for a second. Give Give us an idea, like a figure range. Is it going to be, obviously it's not six. Are we talking six six figures, seven figures, what are we doing? Okay, think about this for a second. You Mm -hmm. have a bunch of females, you have their How many though? Every day. Everyday people. So thousands maybe. Yes. Hundreds hundreds of thousands. uh, Thousands. You were right in the thousands. All right. All right. So how much money did he get? $12,000. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Shit, that's a lot. Because it's two fifty a pop and it's just everyday right, people. That's three hundred people fucking got in touch with them about it, right? Yeah. Fucking again. See, I keep doing it. What uh, am I doing? I don't know. It's a bad crutch. All right. Well, thanks, Joey, for bringing that up. I, nobody okayed that. I don't. I don't know why that came out. What else you got? Well, I love how there was no conclusion to it at all. It just right. Like it's just thousand, and then Chris got fed up. That's how the segment ended. Unbelievable. Uh, well, wh- what else you got? You got okay. anything good there? Because we, I do want to get to the Super. I mean, the Samsonites are dying for us to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's time for science talk. Whoa. All right. All right. Okay. Let's do science talk. So the inventor of the laser. Every week he comes with a new segment that we we just don't follow through on. I, I love Sting versus Sting. It's still my favorite. Yeah, that was his best bet. Yeah. Good job. Okay. So uh, in sad news, a Nobel Prize, uh, Prize winner has passed. <laughs> Nobel Prize. His name was. <laughs> Why are we all doing voices today? I don't know. That was just Joey talking. Yeah, no. Yeah. Charles Towns. He uh-huh. was 99. He is credited with. Making the first laser. Back in 1951, he, uh, being a physicist, he was trying to make uh, a new machine known as a MACER, which is the acronym for Microwave Amplifying by Simulated Emissions of Radiation. So virtually, he was just kind of trying to come up with a new way to communicate. Okay. 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 Well, as time went back, then we flash forward to 1957, and people thought, what if we change this with inflected light? So it Reflected became, light? Yes. Infle- inflected light. Oh, God damn Infrared it. You light. know what? This is... N- All right, good. <coughs> Just stick around, everybody. It'll be over in a minute. So the term laser, uh-huh. uh, he, you know, he coined, and it's the... Oh my Light god. Amplification. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I apologize, you, everybody. You, you're going Okay, here's what happened. We do uh-huh. a rundown before the show. We talk I go, "Oh, I brought these topics, blah blah blah. We talk about what order we're going to do it." Joey didn't mention the stupid revenge porn one. He definitely didn't bring up this thing. And 
you're doing it. You don't even have your notes in order. You don't even know what you're talking about. I have the notes right here. Well, what's the end result? What happened? So he died at he 99. Died. That's it. He died at 99. He All right, so the guy that, that was made, it? The guy well, that made lasers him, died. Listen, without, without him, him, what? Without him, we wouldn't have Congo. We don't have Congo. We don't have Star Wars. We don't have Star Trek. What are you talking about? Those aren't real lasers. They could have created that. That's just, oh my God. If Fine. you guys could see Chris right now, and you will after February 1st. That's right, next he week. He's so nice angry plot. right now. I'm baffled. I'm not even angry. I'm just baffled by this. All right, you're out. You're done. So well, I can't right. explain the scientific but you don't aspects have to of lasers. All right, next, and great point, Andy. Next week, next Thursday at like 4 o'clock is when we record every Thursday. We're going to be live on dailymotion.com. You can go under the Stand Up New York Labs. I'm not really sure how it's going to operate, but we'll put out a link. Yeah, we'll you guys can you. watch this podcast being recorded live on camera. Nice. Yep. It'll also be coming out the same way on SoundCloud, everything. We, excuse me, we'd appreciate you guys listening to it on SoundCloud also. We would. Uh, most of all. Look, listen to it on SoundCloud. Subscribe on there. But if you want to like check it out while we're uh, while recording, that's great. You can drop in and whatever. Uh, all right, so Joey, look, I, I didn't care for either one of those segments you just brought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do, I mean, are you impressed with your own performance I, there? I am impressed with the uh, revenge porn. I, I find that you felt like you you nailed that. Yes. All right. You felt like you nailed. That. Uh, fair enough. Good job. You, uh, forever the optimist. So, know. Some say I might have sniped that. <laughs> oh, nobody said that. Uh, all right, so Andy, did you have some topics before we get into the little Super Bowl uh, wrap up? Yes. Okay. Welcome to Andrew's Story Corner. We have a few <laughs> things to discuss. Um, okay. Uh, one of our sponsors, no, nay, not our sponsor. Uh, this is Malaysia Flight, oh. the uh, the one that was yeah, lost. Yeah, not Air Asia. Thank you, Air Asia. Not Air Asia. And thank you for the check that came in last Friday. Yeah. That was wonderful. It, it was. It actually made it to its destination, which <laughs> it did. <laughs> okay. I went out and got two steaks. Woo! Couldn't eat the second one. Threw it away. That's American. Just spent the do money. What you got to do exactly. Okay. So yeah, Malaysia Malaysian officials officially declared that MH370 flight that the passengers and crew are presumed dead in what they are now ruling as an accident. And this is of course the plane that was lost about 2 months ago that apparently there has never been one one inch of it recovered Un- anywhere. Unreal. It's unreal. It's just a. Whoop. It doesn't make it's any an oopsie, sense. and we're not going to keep looking for That's it. That's it. Yeah, we're done with. They're this dead. Bucket. Sorry, we haven't. We probably realistically haven't been looking since we called off the search. Right. Too much. No, nobody has Instagrammed from that flight, so we're just going to call it. <laughs> we're just going to call it an, a day. Uh, no one tweeted. Shit like this is fascinating because I hope, like, fifty years from now, I hope in our lifetime. One day, it's just on the news. Like, remember that plane? We yeah, lost? we found it. <laughs> yeah, they were something. filming Lost the movie. Oh, interesting theory. Yes, it'll where, come out in three years. Where was huh. Jack Shepard on the day that plane went down? On that flight, you didn't look into that. What do you mean? Oh, the, I looked into where was the entire cast oh. of Lost on the day that Malaysian flight went down. Turns out. All on that plane. So you're saying Matthew wow. Fox? Wait, what is his name? Matt? No, not Matthew Fox. What's I don't know. I never Jack watched the show, but I looked matter. up. The wow, ju- so they're all dead. For the saying. no, no, they're just oh, they're not around. filming the movie with they're, the white tigers uh, and uh, shit. Good, good point. Okay. Yeah, I don't <laughs> right. know. I never watched the show. Sean Donnelly has a podcast about it. 
about Lost. It's yeah, called yeah, yeah, Get yeah, yeah, Lost. Yeah. It's called it, Get Lost. Yeah, yeah. We don't, I'm not going to get into anyway, Lost Anyway, we don't okay. have time. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, I guess they just, they announced it was an accident, and the, the big thing about it is the formal decla- declaration read Thursday by Civil a- Aviation Director, I don't know why I'm having such a problem reading, Azarudina Abdul Raham. Well, oh, I love that accent. He did a great job. Oh, thanks. Uh, this will allow the families of those presumed out of, of the crew and everything to continue with the compensation process, both from the airline and from like lawyers and wills yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, the good thing is the families are getting paid. Right. All right. Yeah. And I, I mean, know that doesn't. No, really, it's no consolation, really. But fuck, no, you know. but at least they're getting compensated. For sure. It. So. Um, so yeah, that that was a big thing. I felt like we should cover that because yeah. that's been mind-boggling to all of us. Absolutely, well, mm-hmm. and it, con- it will continue to be now, probably even more so. It's like, oh, we're just done until the it's movie a- comes out. It'll yeah. be mind-boggling. And then we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you got anything else there? You want to? You want uh, to? I just the Super Bowl thing. Just wanted to mention this real quick. Um, I had the video for it. We, we don't have to play it. The Shining esque in quotes uh, attack machete attack caught on tape in Idaho. Yeah, this I didn't. I didn't see. Okay. So apparently this happened a year ago, but the trial is officially happening now. Okay. Okay, so this uh, this young fellow, James uh, Svengross, was in his apartment in Idaho and uh, had heard some glass breaking in the apartment above his. He's a ground floor apartment, heard okay. the glass breaking. Opened up the door just to check out what was happening. Apparently couldn't see anything, but like set up his uh, phone camera, like set up his phone on a chair, like pointing towards the door. Right. Then like two minutes later, he hears banging on the door and yelling from his neighbor from upstairs. Uh, the guy named, guy's name was Twain. Um, oh, yeah. So Twain. We'll ignore that. Yeah. Not <laughs> Dwayne. Twain. Twain. <laughs> Twain. Anyway. So he sets up the camera, whatever, and then like a minute later, you see this guy start kicking through the apartment door and slashing through it with the machete. Oh. And within like five kicks and seven swipes, he's through that door. Huh. And then as soon as he's through the door, he starts charging. The camera gets knocked out of position and you hear three gunshots go off. Um, Mr. Spengross shot him three times. Shot be- the machete. Shot the machete wielding character named Twain right. coming through his door. Obvious self defense. Then here's what here's what happens. So Twain is shot three times in the chest. The kid's a great shot. He catches him three right. in the chest. Somehow doesn't kill him, which huh. is miraculous. Three in the chest. Twain's on meth. <laughs> Must be. No, has PTSD. That's how uh, this wraps into all this. Okay. Anyway, so he's so, got this fucking adrenaline rush. Right. Going, so yeah. he's freaking out. He comes through the door, and after the kid shoots him, he's laying on the ground, and you can still hear audio coming from the camera. And he's and the kid's yelling to him. He's like, "Stay the fuck on the ground!" And the guy's like crying. He's hurt, and he's like wheezing. And um, and so he's like, "Why'd you make? Why'd you do that? Like, why'd you make me shoot you?" Right. And he's like, he's like, "I'm sorry." And he's like. He's like, you shouldn't have shot me. And he's like, and then the Twain or the guy who shot him is like, yeah, but you were gonna kill me. Right. right. And the guy on the ground says, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. So that's wow. ruled as a confession. Wow, that's uh. so lucky. Yeah, all and, of it's lucky. Oh, and not only did he say yes, yeah, so I was right. 
and the guy agrees with him, he says, so I did the right thing. And the guy's like, yeah, oh, you wow, did. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So the, here's my thing. Like, he set the Sven Gross guy sets up the camera. He probably had an inkling that Twain upstairs was a little off. Yeah, something. Well, right? I think he thought something else was happening with another neighbor. Okay. And then it ended up coming down on Right, but that's him. what I mean. But he probably figured this oh, I believe, going on with this I guy. I believe so, yes. I want to have proof. Well, that worked out in his favor. Good for him. It did. I mean, there's a lot of situations in America, sadly, where self people who were just acting in self-defense end up going to jail for sure. things like that. So right. I'm glad it worked out that way because yeah, the man him. was clearly crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. Who, who the hell has a machete for no reason? That's weird. And it hacks through a door and it <laughs> is like the scene out of The Shining. It, right. is, it is terrifying. Wow. Absolutely Yeah, I gotta terrifying. check out this video. Yeah, you have to see it. All right. Uh, all right. So let's get into the Super Bowl real quick. We got like 10 minutes max, probably. We probably shouldn't go too much longer than that. We're, we're pretty far in. Uh, Super Bowl predictions, anybody? Thoughts about the upcoming big game, Joey? Joey? Beast Mode 3.0. Wow. Seattle why, wins. Why 3.0? What does that mean? Because he showed us 2.0, and he's gonna he's just going to run all over them. All right. I Andy, uh, Andy's agreeing with this call, it looks like. Seahawks. Yeah, I... I want to... Mm, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted about it. I really like both teams, so it's a little frustrating for me. I think, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like the Patriots are going to win. A field goal? I don't disagree with that. To be honest with you, I'm... There's like a weird feeling in the Who do I want to win? Seahawks? But it's like a lot of the fights that have happened this year. Yeah, yeah, That underlying feel that the person who's meant to win... Is going to. Yeah, I, mm. I just think the... Pa- well, because, like, obviously with all this deflate gate and this bullshit, like, the Patriots seem like they're pulling out all the stops. To win they're they're all healthy, <laughs> it looks like. They're just... This is Brady's, like, last stand. You know what I mean? He's really... It's his last great chance to win. He I'm wants that he fifth again, one. But he, he's, this is, like, his shot. But the Seahawks are a great team. I, I love the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson, wobbly at the beginning of last week, pulls Very it out. They're, they're, that, that's the annoying thing about the Seahawks. They just find a way to win. Well, and I just want to know, like, but I guess it. I really feel it depends on the atmosphere of that stadium a lot. Yep. If the fucking Seahawks crowd is in there and that place is going nuts and Marshawn Lynch is having himself a game. Which he's going to probably. Which he's right. going to. That that's going to be a problem for the Patriots. It's going like, to be closer to home field advantage for the Seahawks. It's in Arizona. Of course, it's yeah. in Phoenix. Trip. But um, but that's going to be a big problem. The whole Legion of Boom thing, and yeah, I hate man. calling it that. But those nah, guys, cool. those uh, guys are just animals. And if they start, and if they all start getting each other hyped, then uh, that's going to be a big problem for the Patriots. No doubt about it. Because those guys have more like shit talk. Like those guys are just like. They're like college football players in the NFL. Like oh, yeah. they they still keep that like fuck you mentality and well, I love I'm Richard ready for Sherman. a big game. He's Yo, one of my favorites. Yeah. The the thing is going to be whether he's healthy 100%. Yeah. But it's one game I think he can probably he's going to tough it out. The guy's a tough son of a bitch. He was playing with one arm last week. He was looking fine. Yep. So we'll see, but uh, sneaking suspicion Patriots win the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. So don't, you know, do you quote think, me on that. I don't know, but I feel like the Patriots play with Do you think joke. Revis Island has a pick six? No. Ooh, interesting question. Not a pick six. Not a pick Maybe six. an interception, but not a pick six. No, I don't think he does it. I think he has a quiet game. Really? Mm-hmm. I think, think it's going to be an, a shootout, this game. I, I don't think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be like 50 points. You know, they're going to put up a lot of points. I have a feeling it's going to be a high-scoring one, too. Right. 
But and the, what do you think about the whole Deflategate thing, where Brady should have probably rightfully been suspended, and you know they oh, were working so. with the back oh. quarterback all week. What do you think about the NFL dragging their feet and and basically making it so Brady can play in this game? Of course he can play. Yeah, I mean I don't uh, I don't think he should have been suspended, and I definitely even if that was the proper way to do it. Of course, the NFL is not going to do it. They're not going to take the biggest star, you know, arguably out of that game. Of course not. Well, and especially Roger Goodell and how shady that organization (laughs) has been from the beginning. That guy is such a piece of shit. That thing's run like the mob. It is. It's run like the fucking mafia. And Bill Belichick is Tony Soprano. I love him. I think that guy's phenomenal, too. I like Not Goodell. Goodell's not Soprano. Fucking Bill Belichick. No, no, no. Goodell's nothing. But I I just find the whole thing fascinating. I think it's a great matchup. The two teams are both, like, people don't like either team, so it's going to be interesting. Well, and, like, you mad, bro? That's where that started. (laughs) I know. It started there. There's a great article about that. And we're going back to it. There's a great article about that on Grantland, actually. You guys could check that out, about the you mad bro thing. It's, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah, no, Brady should be there, of course. Of course. He has to be there. Joey, any any final thought on that? I'm thinking the opposite, actually. I'm thinking that it's going to be a more defensive Low-scoring defensive struggle. Yes. Okay. Because, no, but, and I heard that they're going to find a way to change the uh, the rules, so that way Jay Sherman and Revis could be on the field on the same time. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know, know how, I don't, how they're going to do it. Think, Maybe special teams or something. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, um, that's what I heard. Jay but you Sherman? don't think you mean Richard with, Sherman? Yeah, Richard Sherman. Yeah, I meant Richard oh, Sherman. You, uh, yeah. Um, but you don't think about both teams having such an active defense, Seattle, obviously a little bit more. You don't think if it was a defensive game, it would turn into a high-scoring game just with the possibility of pick sixes or just the fact that yeah, there no, might I be— Yeah, no, I do. S- I, think, I totally agree. There I might be that's... so many turnovers that yep. offense is forced to be generated out I, of absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a shootout type yeah, of game, so, which will be great. Yeah, that will be exciting as shit. Yeah. I just want to see both teams, and this is the great thing about the NFL— not so much the UFC, there's no force ending to this thing. We're going four rounds, and I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, oh, I think it's going to be really great. Now, this year, there's been a lot of issues with flags, as in the past. Do you think that there might be a flag issue? Um, I don't know about a flag issue. Uh, No, I don't necessarily know. Wait, can you guys hold on one second? Aaron, what's going on, buddy? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Show, yeah, yeah, yeah. show him. Show Aaron him, show wants him. to show what? Joey a picture real quick. Why are you showing me that? <laughs> it's a picture of a boob. It's fine. It's well, a boob pic. Aaron Friedman, do you care to explain it? There's a lot of Come red here. dots Come on here. it. Re- really quickly. We're trying to wrap really up quick. here. Go ahead. Oh, I just thought he would be more disturbed by it, and I thought it would be funny. No, he's well, was he looking, was disturbed about I was, it. I, was, a picture. I was looking for a, a bigger reaction than that. I just slapped the shit out of this chick's boobs all bruised. I thought Joey would care more. That's all. Somebody hit on it. It's all right. Aaron Freeman, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Freeman. Check, check him out on stage here in New York City. You can find him at Stand Up New York, uh, LOL, LOL Comedy Club. Yeah. He's all over the place. So, and he has a podcast on this network. Jamcast. It's Jamcast. about uh, jam bands and different things like that. So I love it. It's a it. great podcast. It's actually really good. Him he had ru- Long story short, he had rough sex with a girl, slapped her tits a few times, and then she sent him a tip pic the day after of those tits bruised. Joey, oh, what, now with that backstory, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. I, I, Joey I, loved it. <laughs> all right. Uh all right, r- real quick. Patriots, Seahawks, Seahawks. Yes. Yes. Joey and Andy both have the Seahawks. Uh-huh. I have the Patriots, but I would not be surprised if Seahawks. Do we put? The, do we want to? And put I would not be surprised if the Patriots won. Yeah. So do we put a wager on them? Do we, we all put throw something a dollar on the game? We could do a gentleman's, gentleman's bet. Sure, a dollar we'll throw. A, a, a gentleman's bet, I think. Well, I got to get like two to one 100. odds though. 
I am oh, the underdog yeah. anyway. Oh, I thought you were bringing up how we were getting paid. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, we no, should... Um, I'm just kidding. We should... Yeah, so if I win... Well, whatever. It's fine. We'll all throw a dollar in. That's fine. Yeah, it all right. Okay, cool. Or if you want, you can check out the Vegas bets. It's. I think the Seahawks are fa- are giving a point. Are they? Yeah. Okay. The, you want to do it by a point? Today. <laughs> yeah. You, you anyway. want to play that game? All right. So we all have a dollar on this. Uh, so right... A lot of stakes on this game. For Hope you guys stuff. enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Well, do we want to say something quick about the UFC? About Anderson yes. Silva yeah, coming yeah, back? One of the, probably the greatest fighter of all time. Better than Ali. This guy's the man. He's coming back to face Nick Diaz, the tough-talking bad boy from Compton, uh, from Stockton, California. Stockton, not Compton. Uh, and, uh, he's in, Nor- in Norteño. It should be an absolutely fantastic fight. I'm very excited, and I'm really happy that Anderson Silva's back. If he yeah. wins, gets a title shot. Nice. Which I'm excited about. True, he does. Um, I'm a big fan of Nick Diaz. Me not too. S- not so much an Anderson Silva fan, just because uh, my favorite fighter coming up was always Forrest Griffin. Oh, okay. uh, okay. demolished Forrest Griffin. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. dude. Forrest One of the, Griffin, a great fight. For, yeah, it was a great fight, and Forrest Griffin was the fucking man. Like you, I love Forrest yeah, Griffin. Yeah, he's sure. awesome. No, no doubt about it. Um, but Anderson looked like he was in the Matrix in that fight. If you guys go back, <laughs> he did. But he looked like he was in the Matrix in a lot of fights. Absolutely. To be fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I. Probably Probably I have a lot more love for Diaz than I do for Anderson Silva. If I'm being honest, though, I'm very worried that the fight has so much hype around it. I'm worried about Anderson Silva scoring one of those right-on-the-button shots like the teep kick with Belfort or like the punch with uh, Forrest that it is just going to be over and maybe like, you know, two minutes into the second round. That's that's the only thing I'm Yeah, I'm about. looking at a second second round probably. I, I would think so. But who's going to finish it then, in your opinion? Anderson's probably going to win the fight. I would think if so. If it goes, the dis- the longer it goes, the more it favors Nick Diaz because he's abs- a strike and he's not going to get tired. Absolutely. You know. The longer it goes, in fact, if it goes to a decision, I honestly believe it would probably go to Diaz because he's- Wow, that'd be amazing. Very skilled technically. Right. But the, but the thing is, uh, Silva's not Silva's not a um, a decision guy. He's no. a finish a fight guy. Yeah, and because he had, had constantly possessed that ability, as you said, probably the greatest fighter in UFC in mixed martial arts in history. Fight history. In fight history, in fight history, could right. be the best ever. Yeah, could certainly kick Muhammad Ali's ass with his skill set. Um, yeah, there would be no there would contest. be no contest right. exactly. Yeah, different eras, but yeah. Um, but maybe even striking, we could talk about that. Oh, but, sure. But anyway, Anderson Silva considered one of the best strikers, if not the best in the history of the game. Nick Diaz, a very very skilled striker. You actually said you think he's a better boxer. Probably apples to apples. Nick Diaz is a better boxer. It's okay. close, but I would think overall striking, Anderson's the better striker. Absolutely. But I think straight up boxing skills, I bet Nick Diaz is a better box. I, I could probably mm-hmm. agree with that. Which is going to be interesting because a lot of times Diaz gets frustrated when guys don't want to stand and trade exactly. blows with him. Like against oh. uh, George St. Pierre exactly. and different people. Against Condit, he didn't like who Carlos Condit. I love him too. but Condit, yeah, second but, favorite fighter. But this might be the chance where Nick Diaz could actually stand and trade for the entire fight. And we'll see. We'll see yep. Anderson's chin. It's a lot of variables. I think Anderson probably wins if he's close to even being what he used to be. So we'll see I, what happens. But it's going to be a great fight. And I take nothing away from Nick Diaz. He could catch him. No, I, I know. And I don't. And again, I would I would love if Nick Diaz won this fight. That's who I'm pulling for. But if I'm just being honest and just out of experience, I would have to say Anderson Silva will probably win this fight. Right. I just don't know if I can put them on the same page. They're not. I mean, Anderson 
by and large is is a just all around a better fighter. It's it's but but it's, it's close. But it's like, but that's the thing is I love their records are nowhere near the same. No. Nick Diaz, you can it's a great fighter. Anderson Silva, possibly like we said, the best of all time. But people are still very much entertaining the idea of this fight. Uh, oh, absolutely. That way, oh, where if it was anybody else but Nick Diaz, it would just be another Anderson Silva yes. win. Right, it'd just be waiting for him to gut his next title. Exactly. Shot. Yeah. But yeah, no, this could Nick Diaz, man. He's he's fearless. He's a, a, one of the I toughest love him, in the business. Dude. I love I him. I love him. And uh, talk he, about legalization. That guy knows. Yeah, he's gotten in <laughs> trouble a few times for testing positive for pot. He always like, smokes weed. Break. He's yeah. he's an advocate for it. Absolutely. Way to go, Nick Diaz. Yeah, we and love he's you. and he's a fucking winner. He swam from Alcatraz twice. Dude, oh, that guy is yeah, a triathlon animal. He's he a cardio is, machine. Dude, and that's the best part. But that's why I love him smoking pot is he is a triathlete right. all the time. Ty. He it, likes triathlons more than he likes fighting. He hates fighting. He, he hates fighting, which is which makes me think he's not a fucking sociopath. He's not. I've I did mixed martial arts for three and a half years. I love doing it, but I can tell you nobody likes I mean there's a fun to getting in there and sparring, but when you actually have to fight somebody, nobody likes it. Right. It's not fun. It's you going in there and you two dudes beating the shit out of each other for uh, for like 15 minutes. Right. Not great. Yeah, but. so this is going to be a, a big one. I'm really excited about it, um, and we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, pumped. Joey, final thoughts? If Silva dances around again, he's going to get his life knocked gonna, out. He's I not want to see him to do it. I want to see not, him do nah, it one more time. They're going to go straight ahead at each other. I think yeah. it's going to be great. Um, As Joe Rogan said, when they close those doors, all hell's going to break loose. Absolutely. Nice. It's going to be really, really yeah. great. Uh, all right, guys. So this was an excellent episode. I'm very happy with this. Uh, it's picked up my spirits after a rough evening uh, yeah. uh, of my computer being broken. Um, anyways, so my computer, <laughs> my computer, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, any comments, any thoughts, uh, it's mandatory Samson at Gmail. Dot com. You can go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson where I would encourage you to listen to the podcast and subscribe. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at Mansamp. Also on Snapchat, I'm at Mansamp. He is A underscore Lozy on uh, Twitter. L-O-Z-Z-I. And Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Jersey spelled with a Z. Z. Uh, and that's about it. Next week, we'll tweet out a link. We're going to be uh, on video. As we mentioned, this will all be coming out the same way. You always listen to it. Don't worry about it. Yep. Thursday at midnight. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to finish with a song. Andy's going to pick it. So you guys will just be surprised with what that song is. Oh, yeah. We got so into detail with everything. Um, do I want to pick one on the spot? No, let's do no, a surprise. You'll, you'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah, let's do a surprise. All right, so we're, we're going we're gonna to close with the song of Andy's choosing. And thank you so much. We love all you guys. We love the comments. We love the support. And we will talk to you next week. 